This is Being Catholic with Bob Johnston on Catholic Spirit Radio. Hi, this is Bob Johnson, and you're listening to Being Catholic right here on Catholic Spirit Radio, 89.5 FM and 92.5 FM in good old McLean County in Bloomington Normal, 88.3 in Pontiac, 97.1 in Lincoln, 89.1 in DeKalb and Sycamore, covering much of central Illinois. And now, of course, with all of your help out there, northern Illinois as well. And we hope to have even more stations online in the future. And all the listeners out there are making that happen. We're going to have a great show for you today. I'm here with my wife, Lynn. And remember that we are brought to you by you. We depend on your donations to expand our territory. And uh, we're doing a very good job. And all of that is made possible by you, our listeners out there. So anyone that can make a donation, we would greatly appreciate it. If you'd like to make a donation, you can go to our website, and that's catholicspiritradio.com. Again, that's catholicspiritradio.com. You can also call us at the station. Our number is 309-807-2427. Again, that's 309-807-2427 if you'd like to make that call Anything that you can give, we would greatly appreciate. Uh, we, my wife and I, have missed uh, the last couple of weeks here and sort of been iffy this winter, up and down, uh, because of the weather a few times and some things have come up and so on. At any rate, we're back and uh, glad to be here, and I hope things smooth out uh, as spring comes on. Lent is coming up, and I think this Lent uh, is something that we ought to take very, very seriously. Given the state of the world, there is a lot of sad, sad affairs in the world right now, as we all know. And we're going to talk about some of those things, especially because uh, our season of Lent is coming up. And it may be a great time for ourselves as Americans and Catholics and Christians uh, in our country to think about the direction that we have been taking society to think about some of the things that have happened and take the time maybe to seriously consider that we might be on the wrong path and that a lot of the events in the world that seem to be spinning out of control can be happening as a result of our not taking the real things in life seriously. And so we will talk a little bit bit about that. Uh, Of course, everyone is aware of what's happening in Ukraine and uh, people are beginning to call Vladimir Putin, uh, Vlad the Mad, a madman, and there may be some uh, truth to that, but I think also that we should take a look inward and maybe see ourselves as Vladimir Putin might see ourselves, and uh, I'm going to speculate a little bit about his thinking. I don't know that it is along these lines, but it certainly could be, And so we'll go from there and talk about that. Lynn, do you want to add anything before we start? Well, with Lent coming up very shortly, in a couple days, it would be a good time, and we probably should set aside, Ash Wednesday might be a good day to do it, set aside a day of reflection, a day to consider our own humility, what it should be, and a day of uh, prayer, day of acknowledgement of our, all our sins, and repentance. And a day, like a, a day of atonement, 
You know, this is Old Testament, the Day of Atonement, and it's still kept by the Orthodox Jewish community. Yeah, it's called Yom Kippur. Kippur. <clears throat> but not a bad thought to follow that, a day of repentance, because we certainly have gotten ourselves into a major mess and, with no help from anybody else. And again, I'll say, you know, when we talk about uh, a badness, uh, Chesterton, you know, said, uh, and I want to bring this in, that uh, people who profess to believe in nothing will believe in everything. And it seems that uh, our society is going along that line. Uh, we, we live in a post-Christian society, that's for certain. Uh, many, many people have dropped out of uh, the churches, and many you know, Catholics have dropped out of the Catholic Church. The church itself has uh, been in trouble, and uh, there are many things to address there, and we will address them even further as this year goes on, as we start this year. So don't think that we are simply here to criticize others without taking a good hard look at ourselves as well. But uh, Chesterton you know, also said that uh, when you talk about madness, he said that uh, people who are mad or people who are insane have not lost their rationality. He said, in fact, actually, all they have left is their rationality. And I think that's a, a very wise saying as well, that they do things without the deep uh, religious beliefs that people need to direct their lives and uh, without the uh, feelings and uh, moral undertakings that is necessary as a glue to hold society together. And so those are some of the things we'll talk about. But let's maybe take a look at ourselves from the point of view as others might see us. And uh, maybe we can speculate on exactly how Vladimir Putin, uh, I'm not pretending in any way that uh, what he's doing is right, and moral, of course, it's not. But the fact is, is he may see it as rational. And uh, let's let's look at it from that point of view. And let's take a look at our society. Uh, there's a Greek saying, and Catholicism, of course, owes much to the Greeks. And uh, Paul, of course, went to preach uh, in Greece. And uh, a lot of Greek thinking, and especially Aristotle, uh, is a basis for some of the thinking uh, and the rationality of Catholicism. And the Greeks had a saying, and they, the saying was that whom the gods would destroy, they first make mad. And they also said that hubris breeds nemesis, that is, pride breeds its own enemies. And so let's take a look and see if perhaps we're suffering from hubris and perhaps if the West is suffering from a form of madness that has been uh, plaguing it for the last 50 years. Uh, we've been told as Catholics and as Christians, as a Christian country, by all of the so-called rationalists, uh, a lot in the uh, academy, uh, a lot in the media, and a lot in the entertainment industry, that it is time to drop our religious fantasies and get real and start following the uh, real scientific objective world. And let's take a look and see how good that advice has been and take a hard look along the lines that it has taken us. And let's take a look and see if those, some of those things are any more real or uh, rational than maybe what we see 
Putin and Russia doing? Uh, this relevance is, is, you know, why is the world crashing down on our heads? And uh, if uh, this reality uh, that the left and the progressives and the materialists and the secularists seem to be saying is the means of actually uh, saving the world, the scientific objectivism that is supposed to lead us on to some kind of a great and rational society. Uh, and my uh, assessment, Lynn, and perhaps you would agree with it, is uh, people who insist on living in a fantasy world and denying reality, and it seems to me that's a lot of what we have been doing, soon find out that reality doesn't deny them and that reality comes collapsing down upon their heads. So let's take a look at some of the things, some of the unrealities that actually we have been following in the name of relevance and in the name of reality. Uh, We have had how many years now since, what is it, 1963 of abortion, 50 years and more of 70 years, We have been calling living human beings a clump of cells uh, when scientifically, of course, we know that simply that is not true. There's a fantasy that we have been believing in. We've had a Supreme Court that came out when they approved of abortion, said that abortion is a right that people have. Immediately, they determined, they said, that it's not necessary to define when a person becomes a human being, that for all practical purposes it doesn't happen during the period of abortion. How they could know this and say something like this, given the scientific uh, evidence that they had even back in 1963, is uh, beyond me, and and it seems that uh, it's utter nonsense uh, and contradicts all the science of the day and all of the science that has been uh, laid down since that time. And so this is, a, in my mind, simply a dodge by the Supreme Court to avoid a decision that certainly must be made anytime you're considering laws that affect human life. Uh, you have to define what it is, when it is, and when it takes place. And, of course, they avoided that and went on in, in a very convoluted way. If anyone has read Roe versus Wade, it is the most convoluted uh, document that I have ever read. And uh, it certainly is not rational or provides any real basis for abortion. So there's one of the fantasies we've been believing in. Uh, We've been talking about a baby is somehow or another part of the woman's body, that it's not a separate existence from the woman's body. We've re- uh, define abortion in all kinds of deceitful and uh, fantastical terms. Uh, we've called abortion health care rights, as if abortion is some sort of health care. Uh, again, these are just a few of the things uh, we can talk about just with the abortion issue where we have been living in a sort of a fantasy land. And what's worse even is when the Supreme Court itself recently and courts have become concerned that perhaps they made an error in the abortion decision after looking at all the scientific evidence and the uh, evidence that is coming in with the 
uh, sound and so forth uh, to, to show that a human being is a human being much, much, much earlier and sooner than the court ever dreamed that, that it was. Uh, the court then is uh, that the idea or the opinion has been that uh, we must not overturn precedent with the Supreme Court because somehow it might uh, weaken the court or it might somehow or another uh, decrease people's uh, confidence and belief in the court. In other words, if we're following an unjust law and we're doing injustice, we have to keep on doing that injustice. Otherwise, it would somehow make our institution, that is the court itself, look uh, any incompetent and weak. And so we have to pretend uh, that that's not the case and continue to follow the precedent regardless of whether the precedent is continuing to lead on to justice or continuing to lead away from justice. Uh, is there anything here, Lynn, that you want to come in and, and, and talk about? I'll, I'll continue on, but I want to make sure I give you an opportunity. I see you over there looking through uh, Scripture, and I uh, want to make sure that you get in anything that you might want to add. I think a little later on I will, but oh. you can go ahead. Okay. Because I'm looking at what Scripture says about people and how they evolve. You know, and they come to the point they claim to be wise, but really they're fools. And they exchange the glory of God, the immortal, for images resembling mortal man or birds or animals. Now, don't we have that in Rome with that Pachamama thing they put on the altar? That's yeah. one thing to point out. And the other thing in Scripture when. Putin's threat to the United States this week sounded very biblical to me when he said... Um, he said that we, if we interfere and intervene in Ukraine, that uh, we will see something uh, that we have never seen in this country. And I'm not sure exactly what that means, but I think we should take it very seriously. And uh, it's possible that it could mean that he's willing to put his, trick, his finger on a nuclear trigger. Yes, I, I really, I agree, and that, and I can't find it, of course, when you want something, but that is very biblical also. It makes me wonder where, you know, his mind is at, as far as that goes. But at any rate, we have been living in a bubble here with the abortion situation. The deceit that, around, that uh, centers around abortion is immense. And when you live in deceit and when you live in fantasy and when you try to pretend that something isn't what it is simply because you will feel more comfortable that way, and that's something coming up in the future. I'm going to talk about some more Rod Dreher with his uh, Let Us Not Live By Lies uh, writes the, the fact that uh, the West has become so comfortable with itself and the way it is that it will do almost anything and go along with anything and go along with some of the most ridiculous things simply so that its comfort isn't disturbed. And, of course, Putin may be looking at that, and this is just one fantasy that he may be looking at, you know, at the West and uh, understanding that the West has its own delusions. And I'm going to continue to go on here and, and look at some of the other uh, non-credible things that we proclaim to believe in, and we ought to start taking a good look at ourselves and wondering are we the ones that are living in such a fantasy world? Uh, we seem to be with this whole group that has 
come about, the five and so forth. They live in their own world. We uh, talked about COVID. When COVID came into existence, we insisted. We went along because much of our comfort depends on China and all of the inexpensive products that we get from China and all the cheap labor that we can depend on for, for that authoritarian country to provide and all the money that comes from China that pours into our uh, entertainment industry and into our sports industry and into other industries. And much of our companies who have gone over there because they take advantage of the cheap taxes and the cheap labor and they make fortunes, uh, they have all been willing to believe then we have been willing to believe that COVID didn't come from the lab in Wuhan, uh, where gain-of-function experiments with the corona, with coronaviruses were taking place. Oh no, it didn't come from there. COVID instead came from a wet market a thousand miles away from Wuhan, and somehow it didn't affect one single soul on its trip from that wet market all the way to Wuhan, and then suddenly infected everybody in Wuhan. And we have uh, forced ourselves to believe nonsense like this simply because we didn't want to upset China or call them liars or confront uh, the facts and the reality because it was far more comfortable to continue to believe what China wanted us to believe because of all of the comforts and the money and so forth and the perks and everything that come with having uh, some of the more powerful people in China as our friends. So those are a couple of the, the uh, fantasies that our, our country has been living in. Uh, we've are declared that marriage is simply an artificial convention, and then in any type of relationship will work, that we can have same-sex marriages, uh, that we can have uh, families that are broken up and uh, constantly uh, torn apart, and children who grow up in situations in which they do not feel secure or comfortable. And all of those things really won't have our affect our society. After all, they're very, very resilient. Those are just a few of the things. We're going to have to stop here and take a break. But those are a few of the things. And I want to continue on with some of the things that our society certainly should take a look at among ourselves before we start jumping into something and criticizing uh, uh, someone else for being mad and pretending that somehow we're the ones that are perfectly sane. So, We'll stop here. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You've been listening to Being Catholic with Bob Johnston on Catholic Spirit Radio. Catholic Spirit Radio welcomes our newest listeners into Kalb County, Illinois. Our acquisition of FM translator W206CE was made possible by the generosity of Catholic Spirit Radio supporters in central Illinois. We hope our programming helps you to develop a mature understanding of your Catholic faith. We welcome the communities of DeKalb, Sycamore, and areas beyond to our family of listeners and supporters. May God bless you for listening. Hi, this is Bob Johnston. You're listening to Being Catholic right here on Catholic Spirit Radio. We're talking about uh, what's going on in the world today. We're talking about the idea that many people are concluding that uh, Vladimir Putin and uh, his cronies, uh, the oligarchs in Russia, may be mad and may be taking the world down a line that is very, very dangerous. And I would certainly have to agree with those uh, conclusions. 
And that, that is the case in taking the world down a very, very wrong line and doing things that are very, very wrong and uh, certainly should be stopped. But before we jump in in some kind of somehow or another uh, picture of ourselves as an idealistic people and uh, we're all right and, and Putin is all wrong, we need to take a look at maybe the fantasy that we have been living in for the last 50, 60, or 70 years and wonder if the weakening of Western civilization, if the weakening of our morals, and if the deterioration of uh, Christianity and uh, religion in general uh, and Catholicism in, in particular has something to do with it and uh, to take a hard look at that and take a hard look at ourselves and start uh, looking inward and maybe uh, declaring a period of time in which uh, we, we, we actually act in humility before we start pointing the finger at everybody else, even if those other people are horribly and uh, validly wrong. Uh, let's take a look in our, our, our own church, you know, the abuse scandal that happened in our church. And uh, what did we do? Did we admit that uh, allowing homosexuality into the priesthood was not only immoral, but it also resulted in uh, all kinds of acts and uh, a situation which was uh, harmful to not only our society, but to our children in particular? No, we insisted that the abuse was a form of pedophilia that had nothing to do with homosexuality. But the fact is, is it had every, everything to do with homosexuality and continues to have much to do with homosexuality. And that scandal in our church has not yet been ended, even with all the vigilance and so forth that we have proclaimed that the church is going through. It is still corrupted with a lot of it. And uh, it seems to, to us that somehow or another that uh, we have to obey the law of so-called tolerance and that we dare not uh, accuse uh, homosexuality of uh, causing problems deeper, you know, than, than the society will admit. Uh, so there's another fantasy maybe that we're living in that uh, it's perfectly okay for homosexuals to be priests and it's perfectly okay for them to be in contact with uh, lots of uh, male uh, people and lots of uh, young uh, adolescents and children and nothing really bad will happen of it uh, that it's totally separate from people who commit acts like this that this is only pedophilia I know it's a hard thing for me to be saying here and people hearing it but the fact is, is maybe we ought to start taking a look at exactly where we're going and what we're allowing in our society and maybe Vladimir Putin is uh, rejecting a lot of the uh, so-called tolerance that our society has. And maybe he sees himself as some kind of a warrior that is going to save Russia and keep it from going down the corrupted path uh, of the West. After all, he has been criticizing Ukraine for uh, becoming Catholic. A lot of the people in Ukraine are Catholic. He is uh, dedicated to the Orthodox Church I'll have to explain that uh, in a further uh, show where I'm not talking about Orthodox, that's just being Orthodox Catholicism. He's talking about Eastern Orthodoxy as a split from Catholicism and opposed to Catholicism. 
And uh, it may be that uh, he sees uh, what's happening in a Catholic church and what's happening in Western civilization is something that he wants uh, Russia to avoid. And he may be seeing an, uh, our nation becoming far more effeminate and weak and uh, looks upon us as a weak sister. He sees China as a threat, and he sees China's power growing larger, and he sees the United States in conjunction with China, in, in, uh, in, in effect, in collaboration with China. And he is not going to let Russia uh, be overwhelmed by a huge power that is striving to become the power of the world, and it seems as if the West itself is helping it do that. I'm not saying he sees these things this way. This is my speculation, and he very well could be, and uh, he could be seeing the West as living in a delusion, and it may be that we need to look at some of our delusions because they are delusions and uh, understand how some of the you know, people who are not exactly our friends in the rest of the world may be looking at us. They may be seeing the United States on the wane, and they may be seeing other powers on the rise. And Putin may be looking at all of this and deciding that uh, he is going to act. They say that he has been uh, uh, sicker lately. They say that he's had some mental problems uh, emotional problems that he has been uh, afraid of and avoiding uh, the, the coronavirus. But a lot of that, you know, has been generated by the West, a lot of this fear. And it could also be generated by the fact that people who believe in nothing will believe in everything and will fear everything. And uh, it could be that Putin sees the West as dirty and corrupt and filthy and effeminate and that he is going to make sure that Russia doesn't follow that path and he may be acting now because he's feeling that uh, this is the time the United States is at a weak point, that we have put all kinds of people in place who are not fit to lead, and this would be a good time to do what he's doing. And it could be that he is so determined to move Russia back to a huge power again that can deal with China and the rest of the world that he is willing to risk nuclear war to do it. And those are things that we should be taking into consideration. Again, I'm not saying that I know that these are facts. I'm saying we certainly should be taking a look at the bubble we're living in and taking a look at how Putin might see us from a different point of view. So anything further that you want to comment on that, Lynn? And I will go on. I've got more. Okay. <clears throat> I, I agree. I think that uh, we look at things from our own point of view too much. I'm not supporting what he's doing, but we ought to take a look at maybe why he's doing what he's doing. And we certainly here in the West don't uh, show forth the light of God so much as evil. If From his point of view, if you look at it, the homosexuality, the changing of set, the ability to become a man to become a woman and so forth. This is totally against God's wishes, laws, and, you know, natural law, which God established. So why not? Why wouldn't he think we were? And talk about scandals. Look at the scandals we've had in our, not only in our church, but in our government, the bribes that, that are the uh, Biden of- family has been accused of who knows 
a lot of a lot of corruption. That's for sure. And you you, you touched on another fantasy: the idea that somehow human beings can tr- transition from one sex to another. That simply by an act of will, they can be changed from a man to a woman or a woman to a man. And worse yet, that uh, the health uh, industry in this country will go along with people having their uh, organs mutilated and so forth in order to actually make that fantasy to them seem more real. And even worse, the idea that somehow or another we must be bullied into uh, actually helping uh, this happen by going along with it and pretending that someone who calls himself a woman who is really a man or vice versa, that we have to go along with it and uh Otherwise, we might somehow or another hurt their feelings if we don't, and that we actually have to change our pronouns and our language. Our whole language must be affected in order for us to be tolerant. In other words, it's not good enough that somebody wants to believe in something that is simply a fantasy and uh, or maybe simply can't help but believing that, or maybe they have serious emotional problems that need to be dealt with, uh, that these are people who are suffering, and that the real help that we need to give them has to be from a sane and rational and moral and Christian point of view. But instead, we're being allowed to be bullied into going along with something that is very, very dangerous, especially to the very people who are uh, professing it and uh, that we must go along with this. Otherwise, our comfort might be disturbed, uh, or we'll be called names, or we'll be called haters, or something else, even though the results of these things like that are, are, are becoming awful. And, You're right. Uh, and yet the people today ignore the fact that if you approve of these things and go along with them just for your own comfort, that you are being going to be judged on that yourself because you are approving and you're doing nothing about it, but it is approving. And actually what you're doing is giving it the license to go on as it is. You are as responsible as those that are doing these things. And we have the idea somehow or another that goes along with this, that the mind is just somehow or another material. One minute we're saying that the mind you know, mind over matter, that somehow a person can actually declare themselves to be something other than what they really are, that somehow their material body will be changed by the declaration of their so-called mind. And yet at the same time, we have many, many people in science insisting that the mind is nothing more than material. So somehow or another, material can change material, or is it the mind that can change material? Or does material change the mind? I mean, it's running around in a circle of pure insanity. Did anyone ever stop to think and realize how ridiculous all of this is and uh, where it's leading and that it leads to a corruption and a weakness in a society when it, when it does not have uh, the courage to follow the real truth, when instead it, it follows some people who pretend that somehow religion and morality is a fantasy, but they can somehow arrive at the truth through simply uh, understanding the material world. And I could go on with the, the whole COVID situation where science itself has been totally bastardized and totally corrupted to politics and uh, science changes as fast as people change their clothes and changes to fit whatever happens to be the political uh, point of the day. 
and that has been going on, and we have been ignoring that as well, walking around like zombies saying, let's follow the science. Uh, what science? And then uh, we have the 1619 Project in America. Can you imagine this? This is, this is uh, a, an explanation somehow or another that our country didn't start until 1619. It started with slavery and that slavery was the source of all of our wealth and that slavery makes societies wealthy. And, I mean, we are going to go into this and talk about the ridiculous and nonsense of the 1619 Project. But the fact is, is that a 10-year-old kid ought to be able to look at the situation and understand that the South was poor. The South was the slave part of the nation, and it was the South that was resource poor, that did not have the technical ability and the resources of the North, and that's why it lost the Civil War. And, uh, of course, a 10-year-old kid ought to be able to understand that uh, since Haiti was far, more, was far more of a slave country than the United States ever was, why wasn't it rich? And what about the South American countries that, that were followed and practiced slavery? Why weren't they rich? And we can look all over the world and see many of the African countries practice slavery long, long before the West ever practiced slavery. And uh, none of those countries are rich, and many of those countries are not rich today. So if slavery makes everybody rich, then uh, in my opinion, for example, if a tractor does the same work today that slaves did yesterday, why aren't all the farmers that buy tractors rich? So those are just a few questions we can ask about that. Uh, But it's another fantasy that we're believing in. And you can't uh, set aside the idea that slavery is totally gone because it's not. It's very slavery is very active to this day in the Middle East, especially, and they take slaves from all over. It's active not here, not just black. It's active here, actually. If we go into it, the trafficking yeah, of right. women, uh, saying, you know, slavery and children are taken into. There's another topic that we need to take up, and so uh, then we have. I can remember back in the nineteen late 1950s and early 1960s. Global cooling was certain, and uh, if we keep on kept on polluting or putting carbon in the air, whatever it was we were doing, uh, global polluting, you know, all of it was causing cooling for sure. The earth was going into an ice age. And then all of a sudden, back by the 1970s or so, uh, all of a sudden global warming was certain. And uh, if we keep up the same pollution, we were sure to suffer from global warming. When that didn't happen, then all of a sudden it was climate change is certain. And uh, if we keep on polluting, the climate change will change. And that has to be one of the most important things that we do. And we've been running around for the last 30 or 40 years or whatever it's been uh, following this climate change and making it far more important than what's happening in the rest of the world as the world falls down all around us. There we are focusing on climate change. And anybody, again, a 10-year-old kid ought to be able to see that the people that are pushing this from the very top are pushing it in order to advance their own agenda. And, and all of this boils down to mostly money and power. And the fact is, is that uh, anybody can <laughs> advocate climate change because the climate does change. It's changing all the time, and it's changed long before any people were walking around on this earth, and it'll change long after any people are walking around on this earth. So this this whole this whole idea 
uh, of making all kinds of fantasies important and ignoring the real important things that are actually happening in the world. Uh, the other one was, and I remember back in the 1960s when I was in college, it was the population bomb. The population bomb will impoverish, and by the 1970s, this was in the 60s, and by the 1970s or the 1980s, we were supposed to all be suffering from starvation and a depletion of all of our resources. It turned out the opposite. All of a sudden, we were producing too much pollution. We had too much coal. We had too much oil, and we had uh, too much uh, of everything. And one of the huge problems that we had and have now is supposedly, you know, supposedly is uh, uh, people having too much to eat and, uh, and not actually cutting down on food enough. So this was uh, another fantasy that we chased, and, and, and uh, it certainly didn't happen, is if somehow people are passive, and if there's a problem, they just sit there and watch the problem happen without actually doing something about it when it becomes real. And so th this is one of the fantasies. Can you imagine Putin taking a look at all of this and wondering if the West hasn't gone mad and uh, maybe seeing himself as, as a savior rather than some kind of a, seeing himself as a saint rather than some kind of monster? I mean, it wouldn't be surprising for someone to think that way. And he has been articulating things such as uh, the West is uh, uh, a bunch of drug addicts and, uh, you know, uh, a bunch of corrupt people and so forth. And uh, the, the things that he's looking at can certainly cause him to conclude that. And uh, regardless of what he, whether he's d doing something that is horrible and evil, and I would have to agree certainly that it is, uh, the fact is in his mind, he may see himself acting in an entirely different way than we may see him acting because we don't happen to see ourselves in the way we act and what we're doing. And so I think it's time before we take any steps, that is to do it with a lot of humility, and we ought to have, for this Lent Wednesday would be a good day, a national day of mourning and a national day of humility and a national day of prayer and a national day of taking a hard look at our so-called realities and asking ourselves if it's time to change course. We're going to have to stop here and take a break, so stay with us. We'll be right back. You've been listening to Being Catholic with Bob Johnston on Catholic Spirit Radio. Catholic Spirit Radio welcomes our newest listeners into Kalb County, Illinois. Our acquisition of FM translator W206CE was made possible by the generosity of Catholic Spirit Radio supporters in central Illinois. We hope our programming helps you to develop a mature understanding of your Catholic faith. We welcome the communities of DeKalb, Sycamore, and areas beyond to our family of listeners and supporters. May God bless you for listening. Hi, this is Bob Johnston. You're listening to Being Catholic right here on Catholic Spirit Radio. We're talking about some of the events in the world that are happening and what's happening over in Ukraine. And, uh, it is happening with a country that is initiating aggression, and uh, that country is not some third world country such as Iraq or such as Afghanistan. That country is a first world country that has uh, a huge and a very, very efficient army, and it has access to a lot of atomic weapons. And uh, we are in a situation that is entirely different than the situation we're in before. And uh, if we're going to deal with that situation, 
we better really start getting real and not getting real like the so-called materialists and secularists and leftists and wokeists and progressivists have been telling us to get real and get real from both a moral point of view and a realistic point of view of taking a look at the world and how it really is and understanding what our real problems are and understanding where our real dangers are and starting to get people in place to deal with them instead of the some of the people are in place as leaders who are simply a bunch of wokists who are ideologically along the lines of, of the people who appoint them and are simply a bunch of yes men and yes people who will do and carry out the ideological policies of a group of people who seem to be indulging in making themselves rich and making themselves powerful at the expense of everybody else. And uh, it's time for the American people to wake up and suddenly understand that this is what's going on and taking a look at everything from a real realistic point of view. And that means from the point of view that actually built Western civilization. And that point of view was a Christian point of view, a moral point of view, a point of view that actually invented science, brought science into existence, a point of view that dealt with the material world in realistic ways, a point of view that built the civilization that was powerful and at the same time added more justice to the world, understand that human beings are uh, corrupted, that human beings uh, have uh, are sinful, that human beings have uh, can suffer from concupiscence and have a nature that tends to go downhill, and that we can't expect the world to be perfect, and that Christianity moved that world upward rather than downward, and uh, it, it has been uh, it, Christianity that has built Western society. And the idea that there is more to the world than we just see with our eyes or touch with our senses and actually has dealt with the world far more realistically than uh, it seems that our so-called objectivism and materialism ever has. And I'll just go on with a few more of the things that it seems like that we have believed in that are total delusions. Uh, we believe in somehow or another... Uh, the, uh, a wokest civilization will save the world. It doesn't seem to be doing it, does it? Uh, we have been advocating that the best way to a peaceful and just society is to defund the police of all things, that human beings somehow are naturally good <laughs> or at least neutral, that Christianity was wrong, that people aren't sinful. In order to abolish sin, all we have to do is pretend that nothing is sinful. Just approve of all behavior, and all of a sudden sin goes away, and there isn't any sin anymore. And of course, if the world falls down on our heads while we're doing it, well, that's not our fault. And then uh, letting the oppressed out of jail will lead to peace and prosperity. That is, everyone who is a, a you know a criminal is somehow a victim of society. In other words, everybody else is at fault except the people who do the things that you know that cause the trouble. They're not at fault. All we have to do is simply or another approve of all of these people and things, and everything will work out hunky-dory and wonderful and peaceful. Uh, we believe in something called critical race theory, and we're back now to something that, that we thought we had overcome, and that is a absolute racism. Uh, we've called everybody and everything racist to the point where now we have a society that is being taught to believe in racism. 
It's being taught that the color of your skin determines the content of your character. It seems to me that Martin Luther King said the opposite, that the color of your skin has nothing to do with the content of your character, that we certainly should judge and be judged, but we should judge by the content of character and not the color of the skin. And so what have we done? We've turned that upside down. We turned that into a mirror image, and I wonder who turns things into mirror images. Just who is it? You know, (laughs) there's an old saying, when you let Satan loose on the world, it won't be long before he's knocking at your gate. Standing in your mirror. Right, exactly. Looking right back at you. Exactly. is Is it any wonder that the people, especially of the medieval age, understood that evil was a mirror image of the good? Because evil doesn't have any content of its own. It simply twists the good into something else. But we don't seem to be able to see that anymore because, hey, we're materialists now. We've grown up and we understand the real world. And it's time for you Christians to get up out of that fantasy world that you live in. Come along with us and we'll show you how to create a real society that is sane and just and wonderful. Well, we're seeing it. And... It's coming fast, too. We have people who say that an out-of-control vehicle killed and maimed the people in Waukesha. Right, out of control. It was out of control. I guess it ran down the street just killing everyone. Oh, that uh, same car ran over the the guy, the owner's wife? When we have criminals running the streets of... Girlfriend? running the streets of our cities and uh, breaking into buildings and stealing things and killing people and shooting and so forth, we say that we have gun violence. Or we say something as uh, these people are actually out stealing baby formula because they don't have enough to feed their babies. Or these poor people are starving or they were oppressed in some way. And uh, the best way to do it is simply to let them out of jail. These are some of the things that we are teaching. Uh, We have schools, our own school system, that are teaching things such as critical race theory behind the backs of the citizens. We have school systems. There's one, for example, in Hudson, Ohio, as an example. But they exist everywhere where the schools are actually helping kids as young as 11 years old to become uh, so-called, to transition from one sex to 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 another without informing the parents at all that this is going on. And in one case, even suggesting that children at that age, in fact, it has happened, be allowed to have sex change operations and so forth. And they're doing this behind the backs of their parents. In one case, it didn't come out until a girl, a young little girl, 11 years old, tried to kill herself because she didn't understand what was going on, and she had teachers at that school encouraging her to change her sex. I mean, this is what's going on in our school systems behind our backs. We have school systems, actually, that have pornography in their libraries, and we have assignments in school systems where the teachers are assigning the children to write pornographic scenes and to writing sex scenes and so forth, as if somehow or another this will make them more tolerable to other people and make them more broad-minded. This is what's going on, and citizens now are just starting to find this out. Uh, COVID actually maybe have been been a blessing in that effect, that more and more parents are finding out what's going on in the schools. And this has been going on, ladies and gentlemen, for a long time. And uh, you think Putin doesn't see these things? And might be say to himself, if this is the West and this is freedom, to hell with freedom. You know, have we ever stopped to sit down and define what freedom is and understand what it's supposed to be? 
I mean, we hear this constant on TV. It almost drives me crazy, this liberty, 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 liberty. Well, what the hell is liberty? Does anybody stop to define it? Is that what liberty means? Doing the hell whatever you want? Smashing up society? Burning down buildings? Uh, <laughs> we have people, and this has been going on in the news, and we have people going along with it because they don't want to be disturbed. They don't want somebody to be calling them names and so forth, go along with the idea that bonfires, attacks on buildings, gunfire, and uh, other things are mostly peaceful protests. This is what the wokeism has been saying about the left, is it's mostly peaceful protests that they have been doing, burning down buildings, taking parts of the city and controlling it for themselves, uh, turning loose people from jail, allowing uh, robbery and crime and the killing of cars and so forth to go on and calling it mostly peaceful protest. I mean, who is the insane one if we're going to start calling Vlad the mad? Maybe we ought to start calling this the madness that it is that has been going on in our society. Uh, we have teens and younger people who are suffering from depression in this country because of the breakup of families. And the uh, uh, it just seems to be almost a war on children, uh, not only an abortion, but also the breakup of families. Divorce is considered somehow therapeutic, and somehow divorce is good, and we've allowed that to happen. Uh, the, the churches and so forth have gone along, gone along with that. We have 35,000 different denominations of churches all proclaiming that somehow or another they're all going to the same place and they're all believing the same thing, no matter how many contradictions this involves. Uh, we don't stop to think that this may have an effect on society. We don't stop to think that there may be, uh, ne- it may be necessary to have some glue uh, to hold society together. We don't stop to think that maybe even the most primitive people, uh, a tribe probably of 40 people, understands that it has to have some kind of a unified religion for the basis of its morality and that it has to have some kind of a morality to hold the whole situation and a tribe together. The most primitive and ignorant people uh, of science and everything else understand this. And it seems like we have somehow forgotten this and we can substitute all these other things for it. Uh, so these are going on. Uh, we have uh, a totalitarianism, a soft totalitarianism that is taking place in our country because, as Rod Dreher says, and we need to explore further, uh, we are too comfortable to be disturbed, and so we don't really want to protest uh, anything that might cause a little trouble. And so people can actually boss us around, change our language and everything else simply because uh, we just like to think about the good things and uh, don't want to be bothered uh, and uh, don't want to have our our, our little uh, worlds of our own disturbed. Uh, so that is also something that's going on. And uh, so what I'm asking myself is this: since we are uh, we have received a lot of our understanding, you know, a lot of our uh, that a lot of things that fit into the Christian religion from the Greeks, uh, and the Greek saying is, is that hubris beats nemesis. Did the West breed Putin? If we have a Putin among ourselves, if we are now facing the possibility of a nuclear war maybe, uh, if we are facing the possibility of cyber attacks that could wreck and destroy our civilization, 
and maybe we have no other means of fighting back other than to use a nuclear bomb. If that's the kind of situation that we're sliding into, who created it? And how did it get created? And so these are some of the things we need to be asking ourselves. I think uh, there's another thing we need to say. Jesus in Luke 13 warns us that <clears throat> he said he to the multitude, when you see a cloud rising in the west, you say at once, a shower is coming. And so it happens. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say, there will be a scorching heat. And so it happens. You hypocrites, you know how to interpret the weather, the appearance of the earth and the sky. But why do you not know how to interpret the present time? I think that's a very apropos thing to think about. That is right on, Lynn. That is absolutely right on target. I can't think of anything that would sum it up better than that, that we have been failing to read the signs of the times for the last 50, 60, or 70 years, and now it seems like Armageddon may be knocking at our door and falling down on our heads, and we don't seem to know how to deal with it. Well, you don't even seem to know how to acknowledge it. And you're right. We don't seem to know how to acknowledge it. And we are running around calling Vlad the Mad. And uh, maybe if Vlad is the Mad, maybe he is the image, you know, that we have created, that mere image that seems to pop up wherever society wants to live in fantasy land and deceit and, and pretend that they're living in reality and pretend that the... The Christians and the the uh, Catholics that built their civilization are somehow the ones who have their heads stuck in the mud. Uh, so these are some things to think about. Uh, certainly, this country uh, has to condemn what is happening in Ukraine. Uh, we have to take a hard, hard look at all of the blood and treasure and money we spent. And, and, and I want to point out there also with this COVID idea, we have been going around canceling our best people. The cancel culture has used COVID to cancel some of our best people. Uh, we have been canceling our best soldiers who refuse maybe to go along with all of the COVID lockdowns and other, uh, uh, dictatorial policies, uh, the so-called deal with COVID. We have believed uh, leaders who have said things that are other nonsensical, that somehow or another you have a virus that can mutate and change into different forms, and we were going to wipe it out by uh, having lockdowns and uh, quarantines and so forth and wearing simple cloth masks and uh, a vaccine, somehow or another, we were going to do this, and uh, it would go away, and it wouldn't spread. And, of course, none of that happened. The virus spread like it was going to anyway, and it is continuing to do the same thing, and it will mutate, it will change. And uh, they insisted, for example, that uh, if we were vaccinated, we wouldn't be able to spread the COVID. That was wrong. Almost everything they said about it was wrong, and we went along with it. And then we punished the people who were tired of the lies and the deceit and refused to go along with our best people. And we removed some of our best people from offices and places of leadership and put in some of the worst, most incompetent people that you can think of in those places, and we're wondering why the world is coming to what it is coming to and crashing down over their heads. And so... I think all of us, including myself and uh, everybody here at the station, 
we ought to set aside some kind of day of, of uh, reckoning with ourselves and some kind of day of prayer and some kind of day of uh, humility and before we act and do anything further uh, along these lines. And the poor people in Ukraine, I feel sorry for them, and we, there must be some way we can help them, and we've let it go to the point where it seems as maybe it's too late. I hope it is not. Yes. So we pray for the world. We pray for everybody out there. And uh, we're not trying to sit here and take shots at everybody from some kind of a, of a uh, you know, seat above everybody else, some kind of a perch as if we're not part of the world and as if we don't have our own faults. But nevertheless, it is time, I think, to look at all of these things and ask ourselves, how does the rest of the world see us? How does China see us? How does Putin see us? And how are we seen in the eyes of God? And maybe understand that the course we have been following is not so noble as a lot of people think it is. And it may be time to change course and time to ask God and uh, for repent. the help. And, and time to repent and turn around. Mea so, culpa. So at any rate, uh, we'll say our prayer. And boy, do we ever need it now. St. Michael, Michael the, Archangel, the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and the snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all evil spirits who wander through the world for the ruin of souls. Amen. You've been listening to Being Catholic with Bob Johnston on Catholic Spirit Radio. If you'd like to contact Bob, email bob at catholicspiritradio.com. Again, that's bob at catholicspiritradio.com. Catholic Spirit Radio relies on your support to bring programming like this and EWTN 24 hours a day. Please help keep Catholic Spirit Radio on the air with your generous support. Donate online at catholicspiritradio.com. Or send a donation to Catholic Spirit Radio, 108 Boykins Place, Normal, Illinois, 61761. That's Catholic Spirit Radio, 108 Boykins Place, Normal, Illinois, 61761. Catholic Spirit Radio is a 501c3, and all donations are tax-deductible. Thank you for your support of Catholic Spirit Radio 